So a couple things to introduce where we're going next. Um, if you got one of these booklets when you came in, you can kind of follow along as we go. If you need one, uh, we can get one into your hands. We've got extras and uh, just wave up and down and or you can walk back and grab one out of, out of the back. That's fine. Um, and so what we're going to do is take a few minutes and cover some business, some logistics, and some vision for where we think God is, is leading us in the months and, and years ahead. And, and just in preparation for that, I want to do um, a couple things. I want to clarify, I guess, a couple things. So before we launch into all the facts, figures, and whatnot, um, I want to make sure people understand what you are hearing for the next several minutes is man's plans for what we believe God's work is going to be. Now, you know how that works, right? We plan, God directs the steps. Things can change. Um, but the elders and, and the deacons have been prayerfully and diligently working to try to get a hold of where have we been, where are we now, and where is God taking us. And in doing that, we want to lay out some specifics for how we think that's all going to work. Um, and it's appropriate that we sandwich this in, so to speak, between the word that is preached and ultimately at the end some, some things about doctrine. Um, because that's what we're all about, is trying to understand what God is teaching us and how we can put that into practice. Um, but we're going to put some hands and feet to that. And this is, this is stuff that we don't think about a lot. But it's stuff that's necessary. You know, before Jesus could be praised by those crying Hosanna to the king, somebody had to go fetch the donkey. Before Jesus could usher in the new covenant in his blood in the upper room, somebody had to prepare the meal. And even before we could see the, the glory of the resurrected Christ, two guys in the dark had to go and wrap the body. And so there's a lot of just stuff that has to be done. So we're going to talk a little about that. Um, and we're going to talk a little about how we think God is going to use some of that stuff that's going to be done in the life of Kishwaukee Bible Church. Um, I would also point out that uh, sometimes people get confused about when, when the elders get up and do something like this about why and, and what for and so on. Um, Kishwaukee Bible Church continues to be an elder-led church. Um, some people use the word elder rule church, which I understand that. I don't like that word because that feels like now I'm going to come up here and tell you all what to do, which is not my purpose. That's God's purpose. Um, but the elders are seeking to lead this body faithfully according to what we believe God is calling us to. But we need you to come alongside us even in that process. And it's been amazing to me over the last few years to watch how that's unfolded as we've laid out ideas and people have latched onto those or pushed back against those. People have asked really intelligent questions and have helped us to sharpen um, our vision. And at the same time, we want to give you something to get you excited about where God is taking us. And so that's what we're all about. So we're going to walk through this in three parts. We're going to do some financial updates to give you a, a little bit of a picture of where we're at in terms of our resources. Um, and uh, we're going to give you a little bit of an update on facilities, just what this is all about here at Cornerstone, the office downtown. Um, and then we're going to bring uh, and, and give you a handout about doctrine uh, in a way that we hope will be meaningful in terms of 
who we are uh, under Jesus' leading. And so I'm first going to invite Steve Chalgren up. Steve um, has kind of spearheaded some of the financial reporting with a lot of help from, uh, from Kitts and, and others. Um, if this handout were a Bible, which it's not, uh, the financial report would be Psalms because it's in the middle. So <laughs> we're going to go to the middle of the book, and then we're just going to keep walking page by page through the end, and I'm going to let Steve launch into that. Morning. I'm not 100% sure, but was I just referred to as the donkey fetcher? Um, okay, so the, the leadership team asked me to uh, give an update on something we don't talk about a lot, which is the financials, uh, and the word that every one of them used when asking me to do that was brief. Um, so I'll try and keep this to under 45 minutes. Um, real quick, we were giving out thank yous earlier, and um, if you're like me, uh, you put your money in the offering every week, and then you kind of don't think about it after that. Uh, and there's two guys that just do uh, really yeoman's work in terms of um, things like making sure that giving statements go out and that taxes get paid and W-2s get done. Uh, and Catherine's pretty low-key about this, but Jesse likes there to be a check every week. Um, and, uh, and just paying the utilities and that. And so uh, Ken Shesso and uh, Kitz Vuya just do amazing work behind the scenes. Those are also not paid positions, so if you see them at the potluck later and you could make sure they get an extra scoop of macaroni and cheese, that'd be great. Um, okay, so typical year, uh, our income and our expenses are, are pretty even. Um, and let me real quickly just say that we operate on a, our calendar year is, is July 1st to June 30th, so we're just coming up to the end of the fiscal year. Uh, in a typical year, our income and expenses are pretty close together. Uh, this year, we're forecasting that we're actually going to be coming in roughly $35,000 uh, to the good. A lot of that is due to some lower operational expenses um, as we've gone through some of this transition. Um, the other thing is that at the top, uh, on the left-hand side, you'll see um, sort of the, and this is very high level, um, balances in terms of what we have in, in checking accounts, savings, investments, uh, and then what we still owe on the State Street building in terms of a mortgage. And then at the bottom, you've got total assets. Um, I would just mention that, that that's understated from the standpoint of um, this reflects what we owe on the mortgage, not the value of the building. So there's some intrinsic value in that building as well. Um, and then as you get down to income and expenditures, uh, just kind of goes through where the money comes from that's coming in and where the money is spent that's going out. Um, we've also put together a preliminary budget there you'll see for 2018-2019, the year coming up. Uh, we forecast that in the coming year things are going to even out again as far as uh, income and expenditures. Some of the things that we'll be uh, increasing uh, spending on in the coming year uh, are youth and children's ministry. We want to put some extra uh, money behind that. Um, uh, contributing more in terms of missions, that's something that if you look at our financials, uh, we contribute a really high percentage, we put a little, really high percentage of our money into missions, which is something that, that I'm really, really proud to be a part of with this church. Um, we've put in some additional money for benevolence, 
And there will, we're also predicting that there's going to be some, uh, some necessary maintenance to be done to the State Street building. So there's an increase in some of our, our capital expenditures there as well. Um, so this is, again, this is meant to be a very high-level overview of where we are financially, our fiscal health. Um, it's very solid right now. Um, we also want to be really transparent about this. So if you have questions beyond what you see here, what you read here later, things you think of, uh, Ken, Kitts, myself, be happy to answer those for you. Um, I, I, I know you really don't want to be here for 45 minutes. I would love to go through every individual account with you, but I will spare you that. Um, so again, if you, have, if you have questions above and beyond that after the service, uh, come find one of us. If we don't know the answer, we'll get it for you. Thank you, my friend. And that was high level, intentionally so, because I know that there are two kinds of people. There are those that um, really dig into this stuff and get excited about decimal points and dollars, and then there's the normal ones. Um, now, in fairness, I tend to be the, er, the other kind, the dollars kind, so. Uh, but there is a wealth of information available. Um, Brother Kitts, uh, if you didn't know it, Kitts in Filipino means spreadsheet. Um, and he can put together an amazing array. And so between Kitts and Steve, they can really do a lot of good stuff to uh, answer questions. Um, but one thing I want to make sure you understood at the conclusion of that, we're in good shape. You know, honestly, we didn't know going into transition season, um, you know, two years ago, what was going to happen. Uh, we needed to spend extra money on, on getting an interim pastor and getting, um, we didn't know who the Meekins were at the time, but getting the Meekins here and just all of the stuff that goes into that. And, and we didn't know if transition was happening in the life of the church body. How would that affect giving and how would that affect um, the, the financial health overall? God has been very kind to not only sustain us, but really uh, to, to bless us in many ways. And we're grateful for that, and we want you to know that. And so as we go forward, know that that's where we're at. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more, just zeroing in, on some stuff to do with the physical facilities. Uh, we asked at the beginning of the year for people to give us some general feedback about space, about Cornerstone, about State Street Office, about how we use it, about what you'd like to see us use it for, about how... Um, just whatever your thoughts are. And we sort of left it as a very vague, open-ended request. We want feedback on our space. And, and there were some people who right away came back and said, well, I'm not sure what you're really asking me for, or I'm not really sure how to answer the question because I don't feel like I even know enough. Like, what does it cost us to sit here on a Sunday morning? What does it cost us to keep the heat on at State Street? Um, and is it worth it? Um, and what do we do on a day-to-day -day basis at State Street? Because not everybody's in there on a day-to-day -day basis. And some people are in there weekly. Some people are in there maybe once a month. Um, so there were, some, there were a lot of questions that came back to us in response to our question. Uh, but at the same time, there were a number of people who did offer some feedback at various levels of detail. Um, a few folks said, hey, everything's good. I like it, just like it is. I'm okay here at Cornerstone on Sunday mornings. I think State Street's helpful to have because it gives us an office space and an identity, and it also gives us a place for the occasional sort of small to medium-sized group meeting. So everything's good. I'm satisfied. There were some that were sort of on the other end of the spectrum on one or the other of the facilities. 
There were a couple people who said, I'm not sure why we have State Street at this point. It's a huge space that we use a small percentage of. Um, and so can you help me understand why we need to keep that? Or do we need to keep that? There were some that said, I love the body of Christ that gathers on Sunday mornings. I really wish we didn't meet in a big, echoey, metallic rectangle um, in a gym. And, and that is a distraction for some people on Sunday mornings. Uh, and they wish that we had more of a home that we could say, this is where everything happens, in one place, at, at uh, Sunday morning, at Monday morning, at Saturday night, whatever it is. And then there were a few people that had some sort of visionary ideas. Some people who came back and said, you know, State Street is a big space that sits there and that we use um, probably a small percentage of its capacity. I got some ideas for other things that could happen there. Community meetings or ministry outreach ideas or just other ways to make use of the resource God has given us there. Um, and it was interesting to hear kind of some of the more creative thoughts on, on that. And so in all of that, we kind of felt like, well, the church body seems to be sort of where the elders and deacons are at. We know we've got a lot of resources. We're not sure we're using them to the fullest. And we're not sure exactly whether these are the right resources long term, but we want God's direction in that. And so in light of that, we set out to try to answer some questions, both for ourselves and for many of you. Uh, and in doing that, we got a lot of input. We asked some of the folks that know a lot about space usage to do some really basic high-level analysis. We dug some, some uh, deeper uh, inquiry into the financials, you know, in terms of just the space financials. What does it cost? Uh, what is it worth? Things like that. Um, and then we started looking around. Now, we didn't do a really in-depth, like, community or, or county-wide site analysis, but we did look. What are the spaces that are out there right now? If we wanted to relocate Cornerstone, or if, not Cornerstone, but our use of Cornerstone, if we wanted to relocate State Street, um, whatever it would, might be, just as quickly as we could, given the data that was available, what other options might be out there. And so what I've, um, what I've done here in the little handout in the page after the financial stuff um, is give a really small snapshot of some basic information. And, and just as Steve is willing to answer more questions, um, I'm happy to answer more questions about specifics on facilities as well. But what you'll see there is with State Street, with that office building, we do carry a mortgage on that. We made that decision when we bought the building, just there are a lot of things that went into that. We actually have the ability to pay that off if we need to. We have money and savings and investment that's worth more than what that mortgage balance is, but for a variety of reasons, we're, it's there and we're keeping it there for the time being. And it's roughly a $107,000 balance on, uh, as of right now. But the other thing that we have discovered over the last six months or so is that State Street needs a little bit of help. The building is not falling down. The building is actually in really good shape for a hundred and some year old building in downtown Sycamore. Um, but it does need some help. Primarily it needs some um, masonry work, some replacement of some foundation and structural stuff. Um, because it's all brick, 
And because of the way construction was done 100 years ago, over time, over 100 years, that kind of thing can start to deteriorate a bit. Again, don't panic. It's, it's not the kind of thing where the foundation is crumbling. It's the kind of thing where every 50 to 100 years, you got to do some maintenance work or it will crumble. So um, we're looking at probably anywhere from 30 or $40,000 on the low end. And depending on how much we do and how extensive we get, upwards of 70 or $80,000 of work. So it's not cheap, and it's not the kind of thing we can just gather on Saturday morning with a work crew. <laughs> it's not, you know, painting and patching. It's significant. So we need experts that can do the right kind of work. We know them. We have them available. We've gotten bids from some of them. Um, but we're looking at some significant improvement if we're going to stay there. Uh, in terms of just the day-to-day -day stuff, I've got a couple line items on there. The State Street building, we're paying about $1,300 a month on that mortgage that we carry. We've got tenants on the second floor of that building that bring us about $1,000 a month in rent. So it's not quite a wash, but it's close. Um, don't tell them this, but we may actually bump that rent up a little to bring it more level. Um, and, uh, and then in Cornerstone here, we spend um, a little over $2,200 a month to rent this facility. Now, that's not just sitting in this room. That's using this really entire building, for the most part, on Sunday mornings. It's using most of the building on Wednesday nights. It's having the space available for other gatherings periodically. We coordinate with their calendar and make sure that, you know, we're not interfering with events the school is doing. So there is more to it than just the worship service on Sunday morning, but that's what it costs us to have access to this space. That lease expires in November. Now, Cornerstone's gone through a whole lot of transition in the last year as well, just like we have. Um, they have some new people in leadership, and so we're, we need to talk to them about that lease relationship and getting that renewed and all of that good stuff. It just hasn't been the right time to do that up until now because they were working on their own internal stuff to get their, um, their leadership solidified up until now. So here's an idea, and there's a proposal in the bottom half of that page. This is a proposal. This is an idea that we're going to throw out, and we would appreciate input. If you've got an immediate knee-jerk, ooh, that's a really bad idea, tell me. If you've got an immediate, oh, I love that idea, tell me. If you don't know or don't care, that's okay. There's other things you're going to hear about this morning that you will care about. But the proposal is this. Um, we've already done number one, actually. I probably didn't even need to put it there. Do some evaluation on what we currently have and what we currently need. We can dig a little deeper into that, but we've got a good overview. Number two, let's try to maintain what we have for the next year to five, roughly. Reason being, we're not in a position to make an immediate change. We're not in a position to go move down the street into another building today or even next month. We need to get some other ducks in a row first. And in order to do that, we need a new lease with Cornerstone and we need to get some of the repairs done on State Street. Now, how much of the repair work we do and how much expense, that remains to be seen, but we do need to spend some money. Here's what we are thinking about in order to do that. Rather than tapping into our general fund, there's a part of our State Street building that many of you don't even know exists because nobody ever goes back there. If you're standing on State Street looking at our office building, 
If you were to walk down the sidewalk along the right-hand side of the building, you would come to a little like alleyway opening. And on the other side of that alleyway opening is a building with a garage door. We own that. It's part of our overall structure. But it was, at one time, it was a separate physical building. The owners prior to us cut a hole in the wall and merged that little space with our big space to make more space that nobody uses. <laughs> um, there's storage space that some of you have seen because we've got a bunch of stuff stored. If you go inside our State Street building through the front door and walk all the way to the back where the restrooms are, you can go up a little tiny flight of stairs and there's a door there. And behind that door is a really ugly looking space that's just like raft, I mean, you know, cut down to the studs, so to speak, and we store stuff back there. We could actually rewall that space, turn it back into two separate buildings, and sell off the stuff that we don't use. Because it's a useful space that right now we just rent out for a guy in town that stores a bunch of junk in there. Um, and we think we could make enough money on that sale to pay for the repairs, or pretty close, to the cost of the repairs that we need on the main building that we want to keep for a while. So that's an idea. Sell off what we don't use to pay for what we are using. And then, let's get a plan in place. Establish a two-part plan, a financial plan that would involve setting some money aside, being smart about how we're managing resources, and starting a long-term look for space options. Whether that means building a building, whether that means acquiring a building, whether that, whatever that means, let's do some really intelligent, purposeful investigation on how could we get all of this and all of State Street into one space. That'll take some work. That's why we can't do it in the next couple of months. Um, but the idea is to set it out as a long-term goal and to start taking some steps toward that long-term goal financially. Um, and the good news about that is, if we go this route and we turn out, for whatever reason, three or four years from now, not to combine all of our spaces, what have we done? Well, we've shored up our State Street building and we've put some extra money in the bank. That doesn't hurt us in any way. Um, so that's the thought, is that might be a good plan for going forward on both uses of facilities, Feedback is more than welcome on that, questions on that, how are we gonna go about it? I don't know all the answers yet, but I know the people that are gonna help us get those answers. We got some really smart people in this congregation that can do a lot of that work. So I'm gonna make a, um, an awkward transition. Stop thinking about facilities. I'm gonna ask Jesse to come back up and talk about some more um, exciting stuff with what God's doing in terms of our doctrinal statement and our vision for the church going forward. Okay, let me, let me solicit a few guys to come up and just help me. Um, Zach, can you take half of those, pass them to somebody else? Um, you're going to get a booklet right now. I'm really excited about this. Um, this is something that we've been working on um, as much as anything else as um, a, a, a team of elders. And it is a new draft of our doctrinal statement. And it really goes hand in hand with what we were talking about um, before. Just the idea that we want to be a community. We are a community of those following Jesus 
by growing Jesus followers. And one of the ways we think we're going to do that better is by updating our doctrinal statement. Right now, our doctrinal statement is, is collecting a lot of dust. It has collected a lot of dust, um, even uh, to the point where when I was coming on and having the, through the interview process, two doctrinal statements were slid across the table to me. And that just is indicative of, of we, we just need to look at this again and look at the usefulness. In times past, this doctrinal statement we have, we adopted from Grace Church of DuPage, the current one, still posted on the website if you want to go and look at it. Uh, this was written for a particular time and a particular place, particular period in our culture's history. And it has served that purpose um, well. And, and we are at a, point, a different point now um, where we're trying to ask, um, how can we state what we believe in a way that a child could get behind it, that we could teach this over devotions, um, to teach it in a way that we could bring along a family. Because honestly, the doctrinal statement that is currently in place is to the level that it uh, is, is at a level of, of such inaccessibility that many of you have not read it. That's not really a good thing at this point in our church's history. And so we've taken time over the last months trying under that sort of rubric of, of how can we make this readable, um, restating the, the, the faith of the past in a way that, that's understandable in the present. How can we do that in, in something that's accessible and, and can be used for a variety of purposes? And this is what we've come up with. It's a booklet. It's, got, um, it's written in story form. So it has a short version and a long version. The long version gets into eight particular doctrinal points, um, fleshes those out as, as far as we've tried to, to, to see appropriate for a doctrinal statement um, for where we are today. It doesn't go into as much detail um, as our old doctrinal statement. If that was the case, this would be a much thicker book um, with much smaller type font. <laughs> um, but it doesn't go into as much detail. And the thought there was we want to back up to highlight the mountain peaks. We don't want to distract from the most important pieces of our faith by hashing out some of the minutia. Some of you know the history of the doctrinal statement we currently have in place. Um, a, a doctrinal statement that Grace Church of DuPage has just gone through a season of rewriting themselves. And you can, you'll understand why that was written the way it was written um, for the purpose it was written. And we're trying to approach this from a different angle, again, to, to, to ask the question, how can we better be a community of those following Jesus who are growing Jesus followers? And this is where we've come up with. And we don't want you to react to this right now, good or bad, because we want to spend really our whole summer looking at this together with many opportunities for you to be a part of the process along the way. This is a draft version, as nice of a booklet as it is. It has in there, first edition. We're not expecting this first edition to last through the summer. We're expecting there to be changes. We think the format is, is generally what, what, we, what would be best for our, our community of faith, uh, but we're expecting changes, and we want your feedback in that process. We want to hear your voice. So, so if you think something should be, should be changed, vocalize that. 
for, 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 for in addition or subtraction or worded differently. We want to hear that. And we'll be listening to the entire congregation to put that together and say, okay, who are we going to be and what is best for us, um, us as a body? So let me just get then to, to how that's going to work, how that dance is going gonna, is gonna to play out, um, because it is a dance. Like I said, we're going to go through um, for our summer, we're going to actually be, be, be looking at these statements. We're going to spend a couple um, Sundays sort of just prepping, looking at the, 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 what it means to even um, think of the, the, our doctrine as a story, and then jumping into what is this short story, this short version, what is that all about? Um, and then we're going to start picking up once a week um, on one of these eight doctrinal points all the way through to the end of August. We'll cap it off August 26th um, with then an overview of where we've been. Through that process, though, again, we're inviting you to be part of the conversation. One of the ways we're inviting you to do that is you are welcome to email from now to the end of the summer anything you would like related to this. Email uh, the admin at Kish Bible. It'll get forwarded then to all of our, um, of our elders. If you don't want to include a name in that, you want to say something anonymous, that's fine. It will be passed on anonymously. Don't include your name in, in the body of the, of the email. Um, it doesn't matter in the send it, where you send it from. You don't need to create another Gmail account to send it. <laughs> but you send it. Don't include your name in the body. It'll get passed on. Um, anonymously and include on there the subject heading what we believe. Also though as we're walking through this for the summer each Sunday the preacher that week is going to be make themselves available along with an additional elder or two sometimes to field questions. Not everything's going to be able to be answered in that setting. Sometimes um, the preacher elder on hand are going to say that would be a great thing to bring up later. That would be a great thing to include in an email. Flesh that out a little more. But to field questions, whatever they may be, and we're welcoming you to come up after a service and engage us on that front. And then lastly, though, we want to send an open invitation to you um, for an open Q&A that we're going to have on that last day of the series, August 26th, uh, where we can, we can have just some real honest conversation what is this supposed to be? What, why is what's in here included um, or what's not been included? And you can bring to that whatever questions you have. And um, the elders, um, a portion of, or at least uh, a portion of, or maybe uh, the entirety, depending on our schedules, will be there um, to field that, to engage on that level. Um, it should actually be a fun time. So again, this is an invitation to the table to journey with us in, in this very substantial piece of who we are. This um, is the first piece uh, that is going to set the trajectory, as it were, for our looking at our Constitution and, and um, re, rewriting some of that, for, for asking who we're going to be, the tone that we're going to set. You'll, you'll notice, if you've read the, um, the other doctrinal statement, it's quite different. It's a different tone that we're trying to set. Well, this is going to set a lot of, of that for us, and we invite you to the table. Let me pray. I'm going to invite Mike, ask, um, Matt to come up uh, to lead us in the doxology in a moment. Uh, Matt, as you make your way up here, let me pray, though. Heavenly Father, there's a lot of things ahead, a lot of unknowns um, that we don't know, but you do. 
and we're so grateful for the comfort of that. As we look at some substantial pieces of our identity, um, who we are, um, a vision of who we might be in the years to come, uh, where we are financially, um, what we do with the, the building we have, um, and where we might be um, a few years from now. And also this very important piece of how we express what we believe and why we believe it. I ask that you would honor yourself through all of it, be at the center of it, and be working through it for our good. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's stand. Let's sing the doxology together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Let's sing that again. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye. Heavenly host, praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Sing amen. Amen. Where you have, a, again, a potluck in the back, you're welcome um, to go fetch your kids. Um, uh, Catherine would be grateful for that. Um, let me pray for our meal and then um, release you to eat. Heavenly Father, thank you for your provision in all of life, um, not least in the fellowship we have together. We pray you bless our time um, for those of us who are able to stick around, that you'd be with us um, and honor yourself even as we eat. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. things today, right? Yeah. Let me find. I think I put my cards back there. So. Yeah.